him by giving God some exalted praise. Stand to your feet and honor him and give him praise and glory because he's greatly to be praised. Somebody got a testimony and because they have a testimony, they find him to be great to be praised. Look at your neighbor and say, has the Lord done anything for you? Then your praise should be automatic. No organ has to pump you up. No drums have to do it because there's a melody in your heart that allows you to automatically give God the glory. Is there any automatic praise in the house to where you can give it to him freely because you're just like Paul, you're just like Barnabas, you're just like Peter. You're grateful for all that God has done. He's done some things. You ought to just tell somebody he's done some things. My hands go up automatically. My mouth opens wide automatically. My steps in my feet happen automatically because it's automatic. I don't have to be pumped up. I don't have to have nobody tell me because I know he has been good to me. Has he been good to anybody in this building? Has he been good to anybody on Facebook? Has he been good to anybody on YouTube? You ought to give God some good praise because he's healed your body. He's brought you out. He set your feet on high. My God, you ought to give God a good praise right there. I believe he's worthy. Oh, you ought to tell somebody he's worthy. I'm going to give him a dance and a praise in advance. He's about to do some great things that he's already in process of doing. You've been praying for a long time. The answer's already on its way. You've been seeking God. He's going to reveal it on the way. You ought to give him dance and praise because he's going to do it right now. You ought to say somebody now faith is possible. Woo! He's a good God. I got a testimony that my Savior is good. Somebody ought to give him a hallelujah right there for free. Woo! I got a testimony. Tell somebody I got a testimony. Woo! Lord have mercy. Feel good in my soul. I feel like the Lord is already in the building. My God, why don't you reach up and ask them for what you want? Go ahead and believe God for that healing. Go ahead and believe God for that breakthrough. Go ahead and believe God for that increase. Go ahead and believe God for that marital situation. Go ahead and believe God for that super grand you need. Go ahead and believe God. I got a praise and I just got it out. I got a praise. Anybody got a praise? I got a praise. I got a praise and I gotta get it out. I got a praise. Come on, somebody. I, I, I got a praise. 
I got a praise. Woo! Come on, tell somebody I got a praise. Woo! Lord have mercy. It's automatic. It's automatic. Because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul, I can't talk, I can't talk about your soul, but, but my soul cries out. Hallelujah. Thank God. Somebody ought to put those hands together and say, thank God. I got to thank him for my good health. I got to thank him because I got my right mind. I got to thank him because nobody had to dress me today. You got something to thank him for. Woo! I, I got to praise. And I got to get it out. I got a hallelujah. And I got to get it out. If I can't say a word, let me raise my hand. I'm going to let him know something about how grateful I am for all he's done just for me. If that's your testimony, give God a hand clap. And you may be seated if you can sit down. I'm not going to force you to sit. But I believe God is worthy of the praise. Am I right about it? Tell your neighbor he's right about it. He's worthy of the praise. I want to be found giving God the praise. Some people are striving to be great preachers, great musicians. Amen. But you know what I'm striving to do? I'm striving to be effective in my praise. Because when we get to heaven, God ain't going to need no preachers. When we get to heaven, all he's going to need is somebody that know how to praise him. So why do I give it all when I'm down here? Because when I get up there, I already know how to do it. Not going to be a stress or a strain. It's just going to be automatic. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, do you have an automatic button? Lord have mercy. <laughs> I got an automatic button. It automatically focuses in on God. And when I think of all that he's done, I, 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 don't, I can't talk for you. I just look at my own life. Uh, my, my wife watches these pictures, Pimple Popper or whatever her name is. And, and they show all these conditions that people have. Don't you know how blessed you are to know that your body has not responded negatively to life? Huh? Isn't it amazing that that's something to give God praise? I mean, we, we, we fail to really give him his due. Uh, you, you work on your job and you give him all your time, but let me tell you something. If it had not been for God to strengthen you, make provisions for you, open doors for you. Oh, you could be that bum walking down the street. You could be that individual under a tree. You could be that individual in a tent. But by the grace of God, you ought to give God an automatic praise. <laughs> my, my, my. Greet your neighbor before I open up the Bible. Just tell them how much you appreciate them being in the midst. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Amen. Take, stop letting us take each other for granted. 
and really treasure up the time in the value of one another. It's a value to have a friend. It's a value to have your children with you. It's a value to have your spouse with you. Yes, they might have the ups and downs, but through it all, God is working on each and every one of us in a particular way. I'm so glad to have this topic in my heart and in my spirit today. I see all these fans, maybe after they calm down, we might not have to turn the air conditioning up and freeze them. Amen. But I praise God. Don't think this building can't put it out. Lord, have mercy. I'll be talking about cut it off, Pastor. Cut it off. I'm afraid to wet my lips. They'll fall off because they're frozen. Don't play. Amen. God is so good to us. Amen. But as I was meditating this week, uh, God just began to touch my heart about the importance of love. We throw the word around quite a bit. We throw it up and down the street. But do we really know what love is? I really believe that we have an idea, but I've come to understand as I view life, and I've been around 66 years, and, 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 and I realize and I've come to understand that love is really incomprehensible. Uh, we think we got a handle on it. We think we know what it's really all about. But as I look at human behavior, and believe me, I spend a lot of time evaluating our human behavior to the point that I've come to understand that we just have an idea. Uh, most of the time, we connect our love with our emotions. And because emotions don't always be like they need to be, our love is affected because we believe that that's love. And because we don't really have a true definition that we're willing to accept out of the word of God, we draw our own conclusions as to what love should be. But I come to understand that many people define love through their experience. And when you define love through your experience, you falter in really understanding what love is. A child grows up seeing an abusive relationship. They grow up thinking that that's love because they hear the word mentioned in the environment. And so they grow up and they become abusive. And then they say, but I love you. So it lets us know that many of us have a distorted view of what love is. And as a direct result, I've come to say again that love is incomprehensible. Uh, that means we cannot really define it. Uh, we got an idea, but we really don't know how to define it. Uh, the Bible says that they marvel over the fact that how bones are made in the human body. There's just some things that we're just not going to really understand. Uh, we've got to accept it, but it doesn't stop us from seeking the truth. 
Somebody say, seek the truth. Jesus is dealing with some religious leaders and the scribes and the Pharisees. And they had a conversation and they were really braggadocious about their position in life. It's amazing how we can get to a level in life and think that we've arrived and, you know, I got it going on, I got it kicking, amen, and still realize that you're missing the point. Here we find that Jesus is talking to these religious leaders who think that their outward religious forms was all that was needed. Let's listen to this eavesdropping conversation. The Bible says in Matthew 5 and 27, he says, you have heard that it was said by them of old times, thou shalt not commit adultery. Mm -hmm. They began to brag about, oh, child, that, that, that's not what I do. See, some of y'all brag about y'all little slight deliverance. You, you, you brag about the fact you don't drink no more. You brag about, amen, some of the quirks that life offers that you used to be involved in, and so the devil really can't bother you with that. Now, these religious leaders had gotten to the point where they looked like they were so righteous that Jesus said, except your righteousness exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees because the people looked at their outward behavior and thought that they were so great. I wish I could talk to somebody. Jesus is now getting ready to expose, amen, a new revelation to these people. Look at what it says here in the 28th verse. He said, but I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her has what? Committed adultery with her already in his heart. They had mastered the level of appearance, but in their heart they were homemongers. It is amazing that God is saying to us that just because you have mastered some things in your life outwardly, the focus is not so much on out. It is really focused in on what's in the spirit of your life. And we, we got to realize that there is what? Another level. I wish I could talk to somebody. And because they had practiced not having the outward effect, they sat back and marveled over what they could do in their imagination. I wish I could talk to somebody. But Jesus brings to the consciousness that there's more to this, that there's a deeper level with walking with God. And today, I am twisted and I am torn. What do you mean, preacher, that you're twisted and you're torn? Because just when I think that I have made it in such great spiritual leaps, God reveals something more that I need to do. Look at your neighbor's and say, neighbor, yeah. when the last time God revealed that you could do more? Uh, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Y'all are just looking at me like, okay, pastor. I, see, and that's why I tell people when they come to church, don't be so amazed at what you think somebody has achieved. 
And you need to realize that everybody in this building, everybody in the planet who is looking and searching for God are all trying to do what the Lord has told us to do. But let me tell you something. What's sin for me may not be sin for you because you're not where you are to be at the time that God has not revealed it to you. I wish I could talk to somebody. See, sometimes we look at people and we try to match them with where we are. But I want to tell somebody, you ought to met us when we first got saved. You ought to talk to us when we first got into church. Some of you would be scared of one another if you knew the kind of background that they had. But God has washed you. He has cleaned you. He has renewed your mind. And now you think you somebody. <laughs> you ought to tell somebody, don't forget where you came from now. See, because when you get, when you forget where you came from, you become judgmental. Is anybody hearing the Holy Ghost yet? See, see, we become judgmental because now look at me. I'm free. Come on, somebody. But no, you're not really free. You just have advanced to another level. But there's some more in God that God will reveal to you if you would open up your heart. Because guess what? Paul said, I forget. Those things which are behind, and I, I got depressed now because there's a deeper debt and there's a higher height that's in God. Ooh, I wish I could make sense out of this message today. So the Bible brings me back to my reality by showing me how much more I need to know about the Lord and that the Lord has more to reveal. Look at your neighbor as a neighbor. Are you open to the truth? Are you really open to the truth? What if God revealed to you you ain't as grand as you think you are? The man comes into prayer and he begins to pray. Father, I'm so glad I'm not like them. I give my tithes. I, I, I do this and, and I do that. And here comes a Republican. Not a Republican. Here comes a publican. <laughs> Beating on his chest. Saying I'm not worthy. Look at Jesus. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I said look at Jesus. Jesus said who do you think went home justified? Not the one that bragged about oh I speak in tongues. No, 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 no. He came and he said, the one that knew how to touch me through repentance. The one who touched me knowing you'll always need me. The one who touched me who said, I have not yet arrived. The one that touched me and said, God, without you, I am nothing. Oh, I, oh, I, oh good God Almighty. Oh, hit that note, hit that note. Because why? God is saying to the church, we got some coming up to do. Paul said, I heard that there's some contention amongst you. Oh, y'all going to talk to me after a while. Can't work together. We still ain't got, see how I told you? Love is incomprehensible. Because you got all your love going to heaven, but you can't stand your brother. Woo, tell your neighbor, neighbor, he's stepping on some toes this morning. <laughs> 
You, 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 you say you love this individual. Listen to the deeper depths and the higher heights. The Bible says, though I speak with tongues of men and of angels. Religion has made us to focus on gifts. Let me say that one more time because some of y'all done blocked me out. Because you, you, you want to think your gifts is the major achievement. <laughs> Stick with me for a while. And you're going to find out what's most important. He says here that, that religion has made us to focus on gifts and the need for them to be our ultimate goal. And as a result, we have lost the essence of our Savior's message. What is that message? Which is God is love. See, we, we, we strive to be showboats. Now see, that now, now somebody who couldn't speak in tongues will feel intimidated and feel like they have not gotten what God has given, but the Bible says, amen, that all you have to do is ask and it shall be given unto you. And so God says, I don't want you to be, amen, magnifying the gift because you don't know who's speaking. Uh-oh, don't throw them rocks at me. Stop. So Paul is saying, listen here, I can speak in tongues. I, I can speak with tongues of men, but that is not what God's ultimate thing is for us to try to reach for. Whew. Listen to what the rest of the verse says. It says, and what? And have not what? I am what? I'm a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. So what you can mimic tongues? That's just an outward thing. But when I get to know you, you want to cuss folk out. You, you want to tell folk off. You got to always be right. And if you don't have your way, we see another spirit come on you. Your tongues is powerful to express, but it don't have the power to change. Oh, I wish I could talk to don't, now listen to me, don't, don't you think I'm telling you you don't need to be able to speak in tongues because it is the evidence of the Holy Ghost. But let me tell you something, you can't be a performer and not have the essence. I wish I could talk to somebody. So like Paul, like Jesus, insists that love is the critical, is the most critical thing in understanding the application of spiritual gifts. If love is absent, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, if love is absent, spiritual gifts do not edify. Without the fruit of the spirit and you have gifts, you become an intimidator. You become a judge. You always think somebody don't measure up to your standard because you have focused in on the gift. When the last time you went home and studied about love? You know, we're trying to study about having power over the devil. Put your foot on the devil. He give you power to tread on scorpions. That's all you want. You want power. 
But we see in the natural, when you give people power without wisdom, they become a terror. I wish, oh, God Almighty, I wish I could talk to somebody. See, you, you got to understand that, amen, it's the fruit that empowers the gift for the gift to touch the world. But if there is an absence of the gift, the, the, if, uh, the absence of the fruit, then the gift becomes a tyrant. Oh God. Listen to what he says here. He said, I I become a tinkling brass. Amen. He said, listen to this. Let's look, look at this next this next verse. Look what he says. He said, and although, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, isn't that what people are striving for? Come on now, you've been around some folk that want to tell you how many scriptures they know. But you can't, you can't be around them too long. Because after a while, they're going to get to talking about somebody. Because they feel like they're better than somebody else. You ought to high five your neighbor. I'm glad he ain't talking about you. Go ahead. I, I'm glad he ain't talking about you. So go ahead and breathe. Go ahead. Go ahead and breathe. <laughs> go ahead and breathe. Woo. Hallelujah. What he says. He said, and though I have what? All faith, what? All faith, come on now, to do what? So that I can remove mountains. Uh-huh. I got the gift of faith to move mountains. He said, but listen here. That is not the object of the lesson. That is not the purpose of Jesus. That is not why I gave you the gift. It is because I gave you the gift that I want you to get the fruit so that you can be uh, evident to people outside the church. That's what it says. Though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not charity. If I have not love, I am what? I am what? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I hope you got some love in you. Because if not, you ain't nothing. Bragging about your skills, bragging about amen, how deep you are, bragging about how well you know the scriptures. You bragging about how you can, amen, quote this and quote that. But guess what? Mean as a rattlesnake. You are absolutely... In God's opinion, nothing. Now, I, I, want, I want to just clear the slate. I'm not bold enough to call you nothing. I'm just repeating what he tells me to say. And if you don't have love with all this stuff you got, and I ain't talking about that lust love. Oh, I like that preacher because, you know, he went in the spirit and prophesied and told me my name, told me my address, told me what size shoe I have. But he came out the hotel the other night with somebody's sister that I know ain't his wife. But you magnify the gift. Well, you know, everybody got something wrong. There's something wrong with your brain. I wish I could talk to somebody. Hallmongers, and they're not going to make it in. I don't care what position that they have. Listen to what I'm saying. So he says, you're nothing without this love. So, so, so what do I want to learn how to master? Listen to this. He said in verse 3, 
And though I bestow all my goods, there you go with all these folks that say, I don't want to give time, but I'm going to go down to the shelter and I'm going to buy a whole lot of clothes for the homeless. God says that's just for you to magnify your pride rather than being obedient to the word. I wish I could talk to somebody. Listen to what he says now. He says, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I have given my body to be burned, somebody said, give my body to be burned. Let me stop and give you a notification. Monday and Tuesday, all we're doing is eating bread and water. Now, you can buy bread with a little raisin in it if you like. You can buy bread if you got banana bread. But don't come and talk about you got bread with pork chop in it. I said bread and water. Somebody said bread, bread. and water. water. Now you can put a little lemon in it to help cleanse your body, but I said bread and water. Monday and Tuesday, all day long. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, did you get the notification? Because see, this kind gonna come forth by, by prayer and fasting. Now, we're consecrating because a fast is no food, but we're consecrating. We're turning our attention to God so that God can do in us what we can't do in ourselves. I wish I could talk to somebody. You need to find somebody you can't stand. I ain't get a whole lot of hallelujahs. She just caught up in the spirit. Wait till she condescends. I want you to find you an enemy. Are you hearing what your homework assignment is? I said find you an enemy and make that your project to conquer. I wish I could get somebody to get, agree with me more than just one. You ought to find you somebody even if it's in the church and make that your project that I'm going to conquer this thing because greater is he that, see we want the great to be a gift. Not a, says here though I'd give my body to be burned and have not love have not charity what it profited me nothing you hang around with all the folk that love you but you have a problem with somebody that you know that got a problem with you and yet we still defy what God told us that if you go in prayer and find that you have an alt with your brother your prayer is not going to be answered. Pick up your gift and go get it right. Then come back and let me know what you want to talk about. I got two hand claps. They're both men. Listen to this. So no matter how visible and effective your gifts might be in ministry, if you do not have love for your fellow brethren or Christian, you're nothing and you will gain nothing because spiritual gifts are for the benefit of others. Whoa. Ha, you, you, you get caught up in prophecy, but every word come out of your mouth is a condemning word, a judgmental word. That's not the Holy Ghost. Jesus gave us the gift to edify. What does edify? It means lifting up, encouraging, empowering but words that come out of your mouth. 
Hello, hello, hello. There anybody in here? Y'all looking at me like deers in headlight. Breathe in, breathe out. Come on, breathe in. Listen to this now. Because we have read scripture in the Bible that talks about the Holy Ghost, in the book of Acts it talks about, amen, in 2 and 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to what? And, and, and began to what? Uh-huh. So tongues is for the saints. The reason why most folk are not receiving the Holy Ghost is because they satisfy with being good people. But good without power ain't good enough. Because something going to hit your life that's going to make you act crazy. Some of y'all know, I told one of the brothers one time, I said, brother, let me tell you something. I know you admire these Christians. I said, but some of them, if you put them in the right position, they'll cuss you out. He couldn't believe that. He said, oh, pastor, come on, come on, pastor. Especially not this one. Then one day, Tell your neighbor, neighbor, whether you want to believe it or not, pastor's a man of God. Now you, you don't have to believe it, but guess what? I'm only as effective as you believe. Jesus said, who do man say that I am? Then he turns around and says, but who do you say? See, because I am not effective to people who do not believe. And so time rolls on, and he drives up to one of these occasions that the folk were having. And something broke out. And the very one that he thought wouldn't have a strange language taught him some new words. He came back and said, Pastor, you are right. I said, I told you. See, gifts without love don't have the power to control a gift. I wish I could talk to somebody. Listen to what he says now. It says here, and they were all filled with the whole, the what? Was Peter in there? Was Peter in that upper room? Was Peter one of the ones filled with the Holy Ghost? But Peter was so full of prejudice that one time he was fellowshipping with the church, with the saints, with the Gentile saints, and when Paul showed up with other uh, uh, Gentile, uh, 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 Jewish, uh, 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 Judeans, he started to withdraw. The Bible says he withdraws so much that it caused an anointed worshiper, an anointed praiser, an anointed individual that knew God, whose name is Barnabas, to even back up. And the Bible says that Paul had to do what? Withstand him to his face and tell him, you wrong, brother. So you can have a gift and still have a problem. Because love is the power that erases the behaviors. Ooh, I wish I could teach this like I feel it. Listen to this. It says, amen, and they spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Yet we pride ourselves with the so-called badge of honor because we have now got tongues in our spirit. But let me tell you something. 
The gift is not for you. The gift is for you to be effective in other people's lives. And let me tell somebody, because they need to hear this. The anointing, somebody say the anointing. See, the, the gift of the Holy Ghost is always put in environments that is not conducive with God. That's why you got to be anointed. I wish I could get this across to you that if you claim you got the power of the Holy Ghost, then get ready for some onslaught. Get ready for some difficult situations because God uses the Holy Ghost to let the gang say, no, I got power in this individual and they shall not move, they shall not quit, they shall not canker because why? They're anointed to stand in any environment and come out with the victory. I wish I could talk to somebody right now. says just like the religious leaders of old who pride themselves on their outward appearance but Jesus comes to peel back the false mass and told them that there, there's another level of this walk with God look at what it says here it says in John 4 and 24 God is what God is what and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, not flesh, in truth. See, when God looks at you, he's not looking at your flesh. He's looking at you in the spirit. And if God is a spirit and we must worship him in spirit, then what do we have to do? Learn more about the spirit of God. Huh? The question is, what is the spirit? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. What is the spirit? The spirit is, God is a spirit. God is the spirit. Now, what's the question? I want you to read it with me so that you'll be able to be equipped, amen, like me to be able to read this thing. What is that? Beloved. Let us what? Look at somebody next to you and say, neighbor, I love you. Not in my flesh, because I'm liable to get upset with you. But in my spirit, that I'm learning how to master, I'm going to love you anyway. Whew. I'm going to love you anyway. And guess what, brother Tim? Your greatest test is the one that lives in your house. Call your spouse. You got to practice. <laughs> you got to practice on them before you go out there to the world. He said, what? He said, he said what? Go, uh, go ye out into all the world and do what? But he said, first in Jerusalem. I wish I could talk to somebody. You loving everybody out there and can't stand the one that's sleeping beside you at night. I know I ain't talking to nobody here, so you can, everybody's breathing normal. Let us love one another. For what? Love is of God. Come on, what? Love is of God, right? And everyone that loveth is what? Born of God. Now, I want to stop and pause because we still have not yet comprehended what love is. So God is saying here, until you really 
master it till you really understand it, you don't even know who I am. Oh, good God. Wait a minute now. Let's read so I, I know what I'm talking about. Listen to what he says. He said, and everyone that love, loveth is born, loveth, which means what? I hit a storm with that individual, but I got to keep on loving. Let me look on this side because they ain't saying nothing. I got about two eight minutes over here, but I ain't got none over here yet. Because some of y'all thinking about somebody right now. Mm. I don't want that homework assignment, look, Pastor. I, 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 give me another assignment. Look, look at what he says now. He said, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. And what? But you got to be born. You got to be born of God to do what? To know him. If, if you're not born, oh, come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor. If you're not born in the love, you don't know God yet. Listen to what he says now. He said, he that loveth not. Is that up there? He that loveth not knoweth not God because what? God is love. Say it with me one more time. God is love. So that means what? I can't comprehend love because God is love and I can't comprehend him. He's incomprehensible. So if love is incomprehensible, my desire is I got to get into study to really understand what love really is. I tell my wife, I love you. But sometimes, huh? We've been married 46 years. And you think we always look like that? I don't know if I should say anything tonight. <laughs> Stop thinking that marriage is a sleigh ride. It's work. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's work. Single folk want to be married and married folk want to be single. I wish I could talk to somebody. See, both sides got his challenge. The single folk is in love with their pillow instead of a fellow. If you're not married, though, I wish I could talk to somebody. Huh? We got to understand that marriage is the next thing to heaven or the next thing to another place. But we, it, it's telling us that they are our tests. Are you listening to this? It's getting quiet in here. Is anybody listening? So, 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 so we see here that the Bible is talking to us and said that for God is love. The ability to understand love is beyond our human understanding. Our understanding of love at most is conditional. Let me say it again. Our love at its best is based on conditions. Well, if you do this, then I'll do that. And God is saying, that's not what love is. That's human effort. 
saying, give me and I'll give you. See, that's why love is so elusive and we don't still understand God because if that individual act up, you liable to sever every relationship you got because it's based on how you accept what they give you. But God says when you get to the place, when you get to the place that the actions of another individual don't stop your momentum in doing what you know to be right, I ain't talking about putting up. I'm not talking about doing with a growl. I'm talking about do it as if you've never been hurt. Do it like it's all going well. Do it like your pockets are filled. Do it like you've never seen a disappointment. When you get there, then you began to enter in. I hope somebody's grabbing something out of it. Instead of justifying your attitude. Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor, everybody got an attitude. But adjust it, adjust it, adjust it. So God can do something with it. Because there's some, ooh, wait till I get to it. Y'all got enough time to wait till I get to it. Listen to this in Matthew 5 and 43. Look at the evidence. Ye have heard that it has been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. Look at your neighbor and say, I can do that. <laughs> Come on, now y'all don't want to look at each other. I, I can do that. I can do that with ease. I can do that without an effort. I can do that without a second thought. Because it's easy. But look at what Jesus does. He, he doesn't leave it there. He said, because there's another level now. Huh? Come on, tell your neighbor, there's another level. Now look at what it says here in this next verse. He said, but I say unto you, love. There was a movie some years ago. I even preached it, preacher. I preached it one year. It was entitled, Sleeping with the Enemy. Yeah, remember that? Uh-huh. Sleeping with the Enemy. That was a movie too. Sleeping with the Enemy. Your enemy might be right next to you. And yet God says, you won't understand love till you conquer that. Because it's easy to have an attitude. But it takes God to overcome it. I was reading about, I was reading about uh, 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 Kobe Bryant. And Kobe Bryant had an affair which tried to turn into a rape situation. His wife forgave him. Then he came back a second time and caught him again. His wife forgave him. Now, do you believe that that was an easy thing to do? They even talked about separating. But somewhere in the midst of it all, they said, Let, let's make family first. And guess what? They began to mount up because now love had taken over instead of emotional lust and conditional conditions. Ooh, somebody going to get this one. Look at this now. Let me finish reading the scripture. He said, but I say unto you, love your enemy. Bless them that. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. neighbor. 
Because we read it. And we get to shouting. But when it hits your door. Has it ever had to hit your door? And my God, you almost had to pray because you were getting ready to act up at your job and lose it. I wish I could talk to somebody. See, see how deep, see, 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 you done got rid of some of these outward sins. You, 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 you show forth the religious part of being saved. But now he says, now I want you to come in and know what I'm really all about. He stood in front of Pilate and the Bible says he said not a word. Good God Almighty. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. That's God's love. Some of y'all going to go back and repent, ain't you? I'm going to have a massive repentance station, uh, session here. Look at this now. Look, look at it here. He said, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. That hate you. You know they don't mean you no good, but you sent them some flowers. You know they out to sabotage your, your, your position. And yet you say, praise the Lord. Daniel opened up the window and said, here I am. Do what you want to do with me, but I'm going to trust God. And guess what? Promotion comes from the heavens. Promotion comes from a living God. Man might promote you, but guess what? When God does it. Ooh, I thought I'd get somebody to holler in here. Look at what he says. Look at what he says. He says, I, you, you heard this. He said, but now he said, do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use you and do what? Persecute you. See how incomprehensible love is? Now, some, now let, me mess, let me mess with everybody in the building, including me. You try to hurt me, you're going to have to pray for me. I applaud Chris Rock. I don't know his stature or his religious stance. But when Smith, Will Smith came up there aggressively like he did, I wouldn't have been standing there. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, what's up? Like, what's happening? I'm going to be ready to duck. I mean, and he slapped my teeth out my mouth. No. Something's out of the ordinary happening. But Chris was so engulfed with thinking that Will was his friend that that was far beyond his imagination until he came to and said, oh, 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 oh. I thought I saw a putty cat. Do you hear? Do you hear? Do you understand what I'm saying? Is that he demonstrated something that I know 99.9 .9 of us would not be. Brother Mike. Brother Derek. Come on, Brother Derek. You speak in tongues. You say, ha da ba 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 ho ta. You on prayer night every Monday. Come on, Brother Derek. Let's tell the truth and shame the devil. Got to go. Listen, see, see. <laughs> what I'm saying and I'm trying to reveal to all of us is that we got to get into him. 
We got to get past being satisfied with where we are. And can I say this to you? You are put in that position just for that reason. Well, I can't wait to get out this situation. And God says, I can't wait either. Because <laughs> you ain't going to get out of it till you master why I put you in it. Ooh, high five, three people just tell them I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm getting it now. I might not like it all, but I'm sure hearing it all. Come on. Love. Give me five more minutes. Love is incomprehensible, church. I can relate to King David when he says in the Old Testament language, listen to what he says. Such knowledge is too high or too wonderful for me. It is high and I can't what? Attain unto it. Somebody slap Derek and we got to call the paramedics because somebody ain't coming out right. Look at him agreeing with me. He ain't, he ain't shy about it either. Let's put our hands in this direction and pray God's deliverance. <laughs> huh? David said, listen here. I, I'm just subject to a bad day. I'm a man after God's own heart, but I'm still a man of war. Help me, Lord. Come on, everybody. Help me, Lord. Help me. Help me in my station right now. I'm dealing with some stuff right now. I need you to intervene right now. Y'all ain't going to help me and get involved with what I'm saying. If you really truly need deliverance, you need to get in the part of this prayer. Help me right now. Because I want to throw in the towel. I want to quit. I want to make a change. But God, you got me here for a divine reason. You're going to help me change that person by being what you are in the heavenlies so I can demonstrate the love and the power of the Holy Ghost and then I can claim I'm more than a conqueror. Oh, I can do all things through Christ who does what he strength. How oh, yeah, by hope. Listen to what Paul says in the New Testament language. He said, I press. I got to press against my flesh. I got to resist my flesh. Because my flesh has quit 9,000 times. Thank you, mother, for that clap. <laughs> he said, but I press. Now, let me ask you a question. To press means something's coming against. Now, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, the devil don't want you to love like God. He wants you to keep yielding to your conditions. I say I forgive, but it's still right there. Help me. Throw it, help me throw it into the sea of forgiveness. Help me. See, some of y'all don't even know how to ask for help because you don't have no weak places in you. But as I'm telling you, I'm saying it for real. Help me, Lord. 
help me. I've been abused. I've been taken advantage of. I've been lied on. I've been deceived. I, I've been, all the things that could go wrong has gone wrong. And every now and then I find myself saying, Lord, help me. I don't believe I open up the door of my heart no more. And then here comes another individual and I open it right back up. Help me, Lord, help me. Listen to this. Paul said, I press. Huh? I press to the prize. What's the prize? God's love to operate in me because it's the ultimate evidence. Now listen to this. It's the ultimate evidence of God by which God is seen. Good. Am I doing all right? Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. This is going to bless your heart. Look at this. John 13, 34. The Bible says, and I give you a new what? He's not requesting. He's not begging. He said, I'm giving you another commandment. He said, listen here, that you should love one another. Uh-huh. Just as I. Just as I. Just as I. Now look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor. How many times God has to forgive you? Seven times 70. And if you can forgive somebody 70 times 70 and still remember what number you own, you got a problem. Why do you think he made the number so high? Because you're walking around holding stuff if you can remember. Y'all gonna get this three o'clock in the morning. Listen to what he says. Just as I have loved you, so you too should love what? One another. Huh? Listen to what he said. By this shall, by this, I die by, 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 no, he didn't say by tongues. He didn't say by prophecy. He didn't even say nothing about laying on the hands. He said, by love, amen, what? Shall all men know that you are what? My disciples so gifts without love you ain't his disciple Whew. some of y'all need to take them nines outside of the seven shoes you in but this thing is gripping your feet come on now come on now come on now you walk around talking about, well, I love my family, but you don't really know what loving your family is all about. But you got to get into, amen, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and start the entrance of understanding. Good God Almighty. Listen to what he said. By this shall all men know that you are my disciple. If you love one another, if you keep on, what, what? If you keep on what? Well, I'm just sick and tired. I done did it for two years and they still ain't changed. What did he say? Do, do you hear what I'm saying? He said, keep on showing. Well, I don't. I, how long I got to wait? Because I'm sick and tired of this. I'm too young. Act like y'all got it. Brother Derek, did you hear what you just said? So now I can slap you. He said, you might be the pastor. But you're going to need prayer after that session. <laughs> we still need prayer. He said, love one another. But what if they ain't loving you? 
Does that give you, see there go that condition. See there go that, there go that condition now. It says love one another, but the other ain't loving. So now because of your conditional agreement, I ain't got to love you. But that's not what God said. Woo, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. That's not what God said. Come on, give God a good hand clap. I, I, got, I, got, I got four more minutes. Look at this now. When we come to know the Lord, we, listen, when we come to know the Lord, then we have stepped into the entrance of the beginning of the journey of finding out what love is. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because prior to salvation, you really don't know what love is. You're operating a lot on lust. I know when I met my wife, it wasn't I fell in love with her mind. For all you deep folk. She ain't smiling, y'all. She told me I fell in love with her eyes, which is true. But there was more to it. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. I'm going to get it when I get home. Y'all pray for her love. <laughs> pray for her love right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Listen to this. Listen to this. So when we come to know the Lord, that's when we enter into the journey of being able to start comprehending, if possible, God's love to operate through us. Now listen to what Peter said. Peter said, as newborn babes, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you can't come into this being grown. You can't come into this with your previous experiences. You got to come into it as a newborn baby, learning how to love. Let me say that again. You got to come into it as a newborn baby. You can't drag your experience in and then meet folk and still have the old temperament of what you brought from out of the world. Come on, somebody. And so here Peter says, you got to start all over again. You got to learn how to walk. You got to learn how to talk. You got to learn how to get. You got to learn. You got to learn. You got to learn as newborn babies. And do what? Desire the sincere milk of the word that you might do what? Mature. So that you might do what? Mature. Grow means mature. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So now God is saying here in this verse that as you grow, amen, the first things you ought to be trying to develop is not the gifts. Because I can't give a newborn baby the keys to my car. It tears, slam up. But I can teach him how to love. I can teach him how to care. I can teach him how to be me. Come on, somebody. Listen to what he said. He said, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long. Can I ask a question? How long is long suffering? How long is it? Conditional love has a time frame. You know, I've been doing this for quite some time now. You better change. Or there's going to be some changes going on around here. Listen to what he said now. Gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Now, now check this out. This really blew me away because this came to me early in the morning. Listen to what he says here. He said, against such, there is what? There is what? Now, I, I, I was looking for understanding. And guess what the God, God gave me in comparison? 
He said, when people operate, now listen to me carefully. He said, when people operate in love, there's no law in the earth that can stop them. He said, it's like a plane. A plane can defy gravity. You know why? Because the plane follows the law of gravity. So in following it, it's able to lift with the law of lift. Now to break the law, the plane had to stop its momentum. Now, same thing natural, same thing spiritual. God says, when you walk in my love, no matter what happens, it will not have no effect on you. Because now you are understanding the incomparable, amen, the incomprehensible power of what love has the ability to do. What are you talking about, preacher? The Bible says, amen, this way. It says in that fourth verse, it says, charity suffered long, come on now, and is what? Kind. Not gritting your teeth like a dog with some problem, amen, want to snarl, you're doing it, but you mean it. Oh, come on, it's all get out. He said, charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. I'm missing, I'm that, and you ain't nothing. He said, but it's not puffed up. Now, the Bible says that love suffers long. How is it possible? Now, let's check it out now. How is it possible? It's possible because love is God. Amen? And the power, listen to this, and the power of God's love takes the power of suffering out of its ability. How can you forgive? Because I, I walk in God's love and it takes the pain away. And I don't hold it. Because just as God says, I throw it into the sea of forgetfulness. He said, I, I, I've learned how to do that same thing. Because we quote, as he is, so are in this. Oh, come on now. But now look at what it says now. When God showed me that, he said, now I want to take you to a verse that's going to back up what you tell the people. He said, now suffering, when you walk in the power of my love, how it doesn't have no effect because love quenches. Good God, this thing is good to me. I wish I had time to teach it. Look at this. Look at what it says here. Now what do I mean? It says, and the princes and the governor and the captains and the king's counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose bodies what? The, the body what? The fire had what? No power. You know why? Because they walked in the love of God and that supernatural unestimated power of God's love covered them while in the fire and when they came out, guess what? There was nothing on them. Look what verse 27 said. It says, nor was the hair on their head singed, neither were their clothes charged, amen, nor the smell of smoke had passed on them. What are you saying, preacher? When you let God have its, when you let love have its full reign, no matter what you went through, God will erase the pain. God will make it so that it has no more effect. 
I wish I could talk to somebody. You got to get to the place where you understand that love is incomprehensible. But when you walk in it, you'll start developing and discovering some things you could not do on your own. But because you trust God, you stood still and watched the move. He proved himself by bringing you out with more. My, 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 my. Hey. I got two more points and I'm going to bring it in. And behold, the Bible says love is kind, isn't it? Am I making anything up? It's what the Bible said, right? He said, and behold. But look at this. Peter walked with Jesus but, stood, but, but couldn't understand the word kindness when under threat. Anybody just hear what I just said? He didn't understand kindness while under threat. See, we can handle kindness as long as things are okay. But when coming under threat, can you still demonstrate the kindness? Check it out. The Bible says, and behold, Peter, of them which were with Jesus, stretched out his hand and drew a sword and struck the servant of the high priest and did what? Cut off his ear. Wait a minute, you've been walking with Jesus all this time and you still got that nature in you? Anybody catching what I'm saying? I got two more minutes left. Look at this. It says, he cut off the soldier's ear. But I want you to see something about God's incomprehensible love. Look at this. The Bible says, then Jesus said unto him, put up again thy sword into his place. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, if you do rail for rail, you're not going to see the power of God show up. Come on, tell somebody you ain't talked to all day. Tell them, if you do rail for rail, you're not going to see God's power show up. If you keep that attitude, come on, come, keep that attitude. You're not going to see that God's power show up. Come on, if you keep that disposition, come on, tell somebody else. If you keep that disposition, you're not going to see heaven and earth move on your behalf. Come on, tell them, tell your neighbor, neighbor, if you don't give up that being right. You're not going to see God's mighty hand move on your behalf. Come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor. Woo! Some of y'all can't wait to get home and tell somebody you should have been there. No, you were here and God wanted you to hear it. Don't try to correct somebody else. Look at your neighbor. Don't go back trying to correct nobody else. Take the message for you. Look what he says here. He said, put up your sword. Don't do rail for rail. For all they that take the sword shall do what? Perish with the sword. In other words, you won't get what you desire because you're trying to work it. Mm, this is some good stuff. I'm going to buy the tape. Look at this last scripture. Don't be saying, phew, glad. Luke 22 and 51. Look what he says. And Jesus answered and said, Suffer ye thus far. And he touched his ear and healed the man that was coming to kill him. Y'all catching this? Jesus took the ear of someone that was coming to do him harm and healed him. That love incomprehensible. 
They came to arrest him. They came to put him in prison. And then they came to crucify him. And he takes his loving power. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, if you really let go and let love have its ultimate way, you'll see some effects. Get rid of your conditions and you'll see some effects. Because the result of love is so incomprehensible. That act of love, and this is in the commentaries as you study the history of this scripture. It come to pass that that man whose ear Jesus healed became a disciple of Jesus. Malchus is his name. See the power of love? Stop making everything so conditional to your acceptance and you'll see the power of God move on your prayer requests. I pray that this message today has done something on the inside of you being healed from past scars. Whatever situation you had with somebody far and near that you will see and allow the Holy Ghost to do in you what needs to be done. Where's my backup? Oh, hallelujah. Don't understand this, church. God puts you in certain situations. Don't worry about it. God puts you in certain situations for you to develop. Stop looking at someone else to be developed. God is developing you. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, take the lesson for yourself because God is working on you. Give God a good hand clap in the name of Jesus. If you found yourself in this message today, I want you to just raise your right hand and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you bare and naked because I have failed many times in this condition called love. But today you have opened up my understanding and you have given me personal revelation. And God, I understand now that as I yield to the spirit of God, that things will work out because I'm no longer in control. I'm a love like I've never been hurt. I'm a love like I've never been disappointed. I'm a love like I'm just starting afresh. Father, I can do these things because you said I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And God, if you did it, I know I have the ability to do it too because you would be an unjust God to put me in a position of trying to do something that was beyond my ability. And Father, I thank you for being such a loving God and forgiving me of all my stuff. I want to thank you right now for forgiving me and giving me another chance. So God, what you've done to me, I'm going to do to others. Because you did it for me. And God, I thank you. In Jesus' name, put those hands together and give God grace.
If you're in this building or outside on Facebook and you're not saved, I'm going to give you one of the greatest opportunities to give your life to Jesus because that's the purpose of all these messages is to bring people to a decision to give Christ your life. Why die and go to hell when you have heaven that at your disposal? Amen. It's a shame that many will wake up too late, but I pray that today will be a day you give your life to Jesus. If that's you, just raise your hand and say, Lord, save me right now. I believe that Jesus is the Christ son of the living God you said if I would receive him and believe it in my heart and confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus I shall be saved and because of those principles because of that description today I do all of that and today I declare I'm saved come on give God a good praise report and give God a great hand clap come on somebody say hallelujah to the Lamb of God Come on, give them a great shout. Come on, somebody. Amen. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I love you. I love you.